studios of Inside My Canoe Head. I am Dr. D, a.k.a. Jeff, your host. Today we're going to talk about the other part of our famous statement, rocking an incredible life. Today we're going to talk about carving out the life you want and why you need to get after it right now in the middle of chaotic times. So sit back, grab yourself your favorite beverage. Let's get at her. All right, I will never apologize for some good guitar riffs to start today. All right, folks, thanks for joining us back here at Inside My Canoe Head. Listen, special welcome to all you new subscribers out there at InsideMyCanoeHead.ca and at PreparednessLabs.ca. We have our both newsletters there. Sign up for it. Uh, Thank you very much for all of your suggestions in the last episode about money. Y'all don't agree with me, but I think that's wonderful. Keep the feedback coming. I love to hear everything you say, positive, negative, or otherwise. Keep it up. Listen, we all get advice, right? Advice is everywhere. Most times, you don't even have to ask for it. Whether you're 17 and you're sitting in grade 11 and you have no idea what the heck you should be doing or want to do, or you're like me, you're, you were in your late 40s and you're trying to figure out what your second career is going to look like when you're done your first career, we all need to figure out this thing called carving out your life. You know, it's about the pursuit of what you want, not what others believe is good for you. Now, trust me, I'm a parent. I have two wonderful, incredible young men who are in their 20s. They get a lot of advice from dad. That's just what dads do. I don't expect them to follow my advice. I expect them to listen and consider my advice, right? They are their own independent human beings. I don't make them to look and act like me and be like me. They're individuals. They're going to chase their dreams in their own way. I just throw out some advice out there because that's what dads do. So if you want to rock your own life, if you truly want to rock your own life, and I don't care right now if you're knee deep in the middle of a career that you think there is no rope or no hope out of, or you're in the middle of chasing your dreams and things are working out really, really well for you, and you need to take some time and look at that mirror and reconfirm that what you're doing is incredible. Remember, out of all of this, you get only so many laps around the sun, as the saying goes, right? It doesn't matter that you don't want to be the mayor. Lots of people do. It doesn't matter that you don't want to be a brain surgeon or a corporate lawyer, because there's lots of people who want to do that. The only thing you really got to concern yourself with is, When you swing your legs out of bed in the morning, are you amped up and charged to get after the day and you're looking forward to everything that's laid out in front of you? That's how you know you're chasing your dreams. That's how you know you're living your best life because you love what you're doing. Whether that's heading to Starbucks to help out your customers, whether that's going to flip some burgers at a Ma and Pa restaurant, or whether that's getting your next presentation for your clients as a sales executive, it doesn't matter as long as you are swinging your legs out of bed. But remember, you have 
reality is out there, right? You have basic responsibilities that unfortunately and fortunately, depending on your point of view, you've got to meet, right? First of all, listen, you're on a preparedness podcast here, right? You understand without question that you are responsible for your outcomes. Where you are right now and where you're going in life is absolutely nobody else's fault but your own, both credit and responsibility for that. You have animalistic requirements, as we talk about in this podcast, that you have to meet. It is your responsibility to shelter yourself, to feed yourself, to water yourself, to provide for your own health, safety, and security. It is not somebody else's responsibility to pay your bills for you. And on the last one, you do have an obligation. If you live in a free and democratic society, you have an obligation to society on top of the taxation that you pay to help in your own way, whatever that may be, to make society a better place for everyone. We all contribute taxes. I get it. But on top of that, we have social and moral responsibilities if we choose to live in a collective society to make it better for each other. Now, whether that's a coach on a little league team, whether that's volunteering at the food bank, whether it's being a volunteer driver for Meals on Wheels on a Sunday night, it, it doesn't matter. You have a responsibility to figure out the piece of the puzzle that you can contribute to make society better. So those are the realities, right? You have to meet those no matter what you do, but why not meet them chasing your dreams, right? Why not carve out that awesome, incredible life? So how do you dream, right? People ask, oh, I just, I just love to have everything. Well, of course we would. We'd love to have Jay-Z's mansion and Jay-Z's money, but how many, many of you are willing to do a dozen years eating ramen noodles and recording songs and trying to get people to believe in you for a decade before somebody does and it pops? And the tens of thousands who do that and it never pops, right? So often what is in it is what you want to do. You don't have to have an absolute destination in mind. And a quote from Jordan Peterson, whether you like the man or not, is you don't have to pick your final career. You just have to pick a career, right? You, the choice that you make coming out of high school or when you're 49 years old and you just retired after 28 years in the military, it doesn't matter. You have to choose something. Choose something you like and give it a shot. If it doesn't work out, you can swing fire to a new career in your 70s. You are completely able to do this as much or as little as you want. This is not your permanent career. You're just picking your next one. So why not be something you want to do? And there's always that possibility that the dream job, you think everything it'll be, you, you do it. You launch it, you throw you throw everything at her, you get after it, you go at it, you get the education, you strain for it, you get into it, and you're like, dude, this is not what I thought it would be, right? You can try to do whatever you want, you just might make it, and you don't know until you try, but guess what? You're probably going to fail, and you're probably going to fail often. That's just the way it is. I'm here at Inside My Canoe Head, right? This podcast has been going for three years. The first number of episodes, I was getting seven, maybe eight downloads, right? And half of those were families. But I just said, you know what? There's got to be more than five people in the ether space 
that want to listen to the message that I have. And I was carving it out. And over 160 plus episodes, I've now carved this into a pretty consistent message and a pretty consistent listening base. But many of those can be considered failures. I've got months where I had 42 downloads and 10 episodes. Now, tell me that's not a message of, dude, nobody cares when half of those are your family, right? You just got to keep going, but you're probably going to fail. You're probably going to fail, but you have to go. So to give you an example of what chasing your dreams about, about making a choice, I'm going to put yourself in the seat. So put your little hat on. Here you are. You're sitting in grade 11, right? You're 17 year olds. I'm using the Canadian context where high school ends at grade 12. You're sitting, you're in grade 11. You have no freaking idea what you want to do. I'm going to ask you two questions. And this is, can be translated to somebody who's sitting in their 50s too. Do you want to be entrepreneurial? Which means you are 100% responsible for your income. There is no salary. If you don't sell or generate income, you have no money whatsoever. Or do you want to work in a nice, safe environment where you get a good salary, benefits, and a retirement pension? Those are basically your two broad choices. Now, the first one, your you're safe broad choices that are available to you is you're basically out of high school, you're going to go a, you're going to go into the trades or you're going to go into the military. And both of them we're going to offer you in about five years, the trades are going to get you to Red Seal. You're going to finish your journeyman. You're going to become an apprentice. You're going to, if you're smart, you'll finish your Red Seal, which allows you to work anywhere in Canada and in the military. After about five years, you're going to reach the rank of corporal with a little bit of experience and courses under your belt. The key to a nice, safe environment with the trades and the military is simply you must be willing to go where the work is. Now, with the military, the benefit is you get to drag your family around. With the trades, you may be spending a considerable amount of time away from your family, living in a different part of the country, earning money. But you have to be willing to go where the work is. If you do that through contributing to your trade pension plan or contributing to your public service pension plan, you're going to be able to retire with a decent pension. You're basically not going to starve to death. You're going to have a decent good life. It's nice, safe. There's going to be great benefits along the way. There are going to be a few interruptions. You're going to make more money in the trades in the short term uh, on month to month with the possibility of disruptions and periodic layoffs. And the military is going to give you a longer a little less salary, but more straightforward and guaranteed. So basically, you know, you can make a career out of the military as long as you don't screw up or get hurt. So those are your safe options, right? If you want to think about doing entrepreneurial, you want to chase your dreams, you want to start a business from scratch, you want to get after her. Uh, we did an episode a little while ago. We're going to have a uh, another one coming up on how to be an entrepreneur in 2023, but right now, basically, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you've got to get a minimum wage job to cover your animalistic requirements, right? You got to pay your shelter, all that stuff. You're gonna build your, uh, you're gonna build your business in your spare time. You're gonna work forty hours a week, entrepreneur, and they're gonna work sixty, uh, forty hours a week minimum wage, and then you're gonna work sixty hours a week on your business. So about a hundred hours a week, which. If you're getting after rocking in life, 100-hour work weeks are, are, should be considered fairly normal. Um, 
you're going to build this business over five years. So pretty much similar to what you're going to do in the safe trades and military. In about five years, the goal is to wean off of your working salary and to be earning everything from your entrepreneurial salary. It does take that long. And that's why a lot of people fail at it um, because they don't have the patience. They don't have the patience to continue the grind it out day in and day out, building their audience, getting the audience, selling things to the audience, getting the audience to commit sales, ROAS, all these different things, customer life value, all these things that you learn and you're trying to build that entrepreneurship. It takes about five years. So think about it. You graduate high school in five years, you could be running and owning your own business and 100% responsible for your outcomes, or you could have a nice, safe, guaranteed future. Everybody thinks, so you draw this dream. It's all about your life, your dreams, and what you're after. So why especially now in 2023? Well, let me tell you right now, we are in a very disruptive environment in 2023. You have the emergence of AI into the public space, which is doing a lot of wonderful things, and it's very disruptive, right? It is the Uber to the world's taxi, right? Here we are again with some of the major industries in the world about to be turned on their head and it's considerably disrupted. If you're an individual who is willing to be the disruptor, if you're an early adopter, and that means right now, if you're not spending your spare time, turn off Netflix and read about AI. Understand how AI is going to affect the world in you live. And I don't mean in a generalistic format. I mean very specifically. If you're a lawyer right now and you're not deep knee deep in AI, you're going to be redundant in a very short period of time, unless you do some very, very specific type of legal work, uh, a lot of your work is just going to go away. If you're a real estate agent, if you're uh, any type of intellectual work that is repetitive and based upon e evidence, like you know, research type of thing, you're done. You're done in the next five years. AI is going to take it. Um, so you, if you're an early adopter, which means you understand what, how AI will affect the world and how you can then leverage your skills in AI in your world, then you'll be ahead. And that's the key in today's success in 2023 and in the coming decade of 2020s. I've, I've said from the beginning, the 2020s is the most disruptive decade since the 1940s. What we're looking at now is the 70 to 80 year standard shift of the human race. And I have did another episode on it a while back. And I got another one coming up on why 2020s is the most disruptive decade since then. But the point is, is that we're going through rapid technological change and rapid reorganization of global systems. So if you're the safe person and you're in the trades in the military, have a great life. Just make sure you investigate deeply how these new technologies are going to affect what you do for a living. AI is not going to run electrical wires and it's not going to build houses, right? It's not whatsoever. It is going to change a number of ways things are done, but it's not going to replace you. If you're in an entrepreneurial space and you're selling a product that can be reproduced by AI in a fraction of time, you're a dead man walking. So you better get out of that business and find something new to pivot to. Or what a lot of people are doing right now is they're learning AI and they're leveraging it, right? 
the key to success in the 2020s as an entrepreneur or as anyone is to stay ahead of disruptive technologies, be that early adopter and understand what the world is going to look like. Because remember, if you're an entrepreneur, it is pretty darn simple. You have got to provide a solution to a problem that people have and a problem that people are interested in solving. It's really not that complicated. There are so many graduate degrees out there all about how to do that, but the basic underlying principle is pretty darn simple. Swing fire back to the basic principle of when you woke up this morning, ask yourself crystal clear, did I swing my legs out of bed in the morning? ready to rock and chase the day. It's Monday morning. Was I ready to get after it? I was excited. Or was it a fear of dread, a feeling of dread, this desire that I didn't want to go to it? Really, listen, life is too short. I don't care what you do for a living because it's really irrelevant to me. To you, it needs to be something that rocks your world, something that you find so incredibly wonderful and challenging. It's exciting. It gets your blood pumping. Listen, I, I, you know, I've met a couple, a handful of really amazing people working behind the counter at Starbucks. And I say Starbies all the time because I love getting my frappe latte, whatever it is. But there are some baristas out there that are doing their job and, and they're loving it. And they're great at what they do. They're fabulous customer service. They're their own intricate, amazing human beings. And, and they, they're not doing a bottom end job. They're doing a very important part of society. They bring happiness to joy to people. Uh, people like me love going into stores and places where people are having a great time. Like, don't look down on the person who chooses to be a barista for the rest of their life. That is an incredible, wonderful job. They may probably, in their 30s, if they've been doing this since high school, are going to eventually open their own independent coffee shop. And they're going to be successful because they know the key ingredients to success, right? There's nothing wrong with being an artist. There's nothing wrong with painting for a living. Now, is it hard to earn? Yeah, you're probably going to be that barista and you're going to paint at night and you're going to run to auctions and you're going to try to sell your stuff online. You're going to create your own independent business and you're going to try to be an entrepreneur to eventually get yourself to where you can live off your art. But man, have you ever met someone who's chasing their dreams, who won't sit down and just go and tell you for hours on end what kind of cool job this is. I mean, I did 28 years in Her Majesty's service in the Canadian Armed Forces. I ran across a lot of people who probably should quit that job right away because they're just they're wrapped in a comfy blanket and, and they just don't want to do anything else. Um, I, I But I did run across a whole bunch of other people who were chasing their dreams. And in an environment like the military... It's, it's very similar to the trades, right? Um, they had a job. They could do it in a numerous number of environments at numerous plates across the country and around the world. They could learn new skills. They got to do really neat, interesting things. Um, things that a lot of times you can't do elsewhere. I mean, there's some great stories about people uh, who are living the dream because they're a chef on an offshore drilling platform off of Newfoundland, right? 
They love to cook, but they've decided to do it in an incredible environment, right? They're cooking. They love to be a chef, but they're making pastries way out off Georgia's bank in the middle of the North Atlantic. Like people are chasing, there's no reason why you have to grind it in that cubicle, right? When you think about the monk life, which is what some people think you need to live, um, the answer to that, I would say no, but remember your animalistic requirements. And I talk about this at length at Inside My Canoe Head. These are your basic pillars of life. You have to provide for those and it's your responsibility to do it. It's not somebody else's to pay your bills, but shelter is shelter. You can raise a family in a two bedroom apartment. You don't need a 3000 square foot home. That doesn't mean you're wrong for buying a 3000 square foot home. But if you're in a 3000 square foot home and you're in a job, you can't quit because you're tied to bills that you wouldn't know how to pay if you didn't do your current job. You're not exactly rocking an incredible life. You're trapped in a nightmare. And I ran across, I don't know how many people that are stuck in these nightmares. They've bought houses, bought cars, committed to a whole bunch of things. They're in jobs they don't like, but because they're trapped in the debt repayment cycle, etc. When you think about it, Listen, I've, I've, and I use my cousin all the time, and I don't think she actually listens to the podcast. I don't even know if she knows I have a podcast, but we see each other once a year at death and funerals. The point is, is that uh, she's never had a driver's license. She's lived all around the world teaching English as a second language. She owns a home and teaches it now at a university in Canada. She's never had a driver's license, never owned a car. She finally bought a home after something like 40 years of working. And she bought this tiny 700 square foot home. That's exactly what she wanted. Right back within easy walking distance of her work. And she's rocking an incredible life. And But for the first 30 years of her life, she lived all around the world or of her working life, all around the world, chasing her dreams, living out of apartments, taking public transit, meeting her basic animalistic requirements and committing nothing more than, say, 30% of her income to her basic needs, right? She just lived life. So you have to think back and think, if you want to chase your dreams, you need to meet your animalistic requirements, but have a look. Now, does this mean you're going to sell your house and ditch your car? No, no, I think that's probably a uh, short-term nightmare decision, especially if you're underwater or you have a... big, huge mortgage. The point being is when you design your life and you're doing a work or you're doing some type of employment or giving back to society that you absolutely love and it rocks you and excites you over time, when your mortgage comes up for renewal, is this the right house for us? Should I be carrying less house? You know, it's that that piece of advice that Dave Ramsey, Tony Robbins rich dad, poor dad guy, and a whole bunch of other people will tell you, you have to learn to live significantly below your means, right? So if you earn a salary of $100,000 a year, you should probably be buying a life that costs no more than 75, right? But the final point to make, to, you know, to slam the hammer down on the nail, this is all up to you, right? This design is up to you. So As we say in designing an emergency preparedness plan, when you sit down and you think about rocking an incredible life, you have to do this one exercise. And it's very simple. It's very basic. All the big thinkers use it. I don't pretend to have created this program. 
but you sit down and you get yourself a whiteboard, piece of paper, whatever it is to record it. Whatever you like, whatever you have, it doesn't matter. On the left-hand side of a piece of paper, you're going to write, what does my world look like? And you're going to write down my animalistic shelters and your animalistic requirements and what you do for a living and what personal activities you lead your activities you have and what do you do to contribute to society. And draw a big line down the middle of the paper. And on the right-hand side, you're going to draw what you want your life to look like. There's a gap there probably. You want to close that gap. It's absolutely up to you. Listen, it's no more complicated than that. I want to rock an incredible life. I want to do this. I want to do B. I'm doing A. How do I get from A to B? Then you start a plan. Then you figure it out. Then you design it because, listen, we only have so many laps around the sun. It's up for you to rock an incredible life. Remember, advice is everywhere, including this podcast. All that we're telling you here today on Inside My Canoe Head is it's up to you. Life is far better when you're rocking an incredible life, when you're chasing your dreams, when you're swinging legs out of bed in the morning and you can't wait to get after it. If that's not what you're doing now, it's not an overnight thing. But trust me, when you sit back, you do the exercise, you lay out a plan, and you start to work towards rocking an incredible life and doing what you want, it is so much better. Remember, look in that mirror. Nobody's holding you back. It is completely up to you where you are in life today and where you're going to be in 10 years is 100% your responsibility and 100% because of you. So thanks again for listening to us here at Inside My Canoe Head. Drop over the website, www.insidemycanoehead.ca or preparednesslabs.ca. If you have a commentary, drop me a line at jeff at preparednesslabs.ca. And if you like what you hear at Inside My Canoe Head, drop over to buy me a coffee slash Inside My Canoe Head and buy me a coffee. Just love straight, simple black coffee. So take care of each other. Stay safe. 2020s is a crazy decade, but why not rock an incredible life? 